It's the Conversation Podcast with Lenny Bree and me, A.V. What's up, little bro? Man, you already know what's going on, Big Unk. Just got off work, ready to do a little relaxing. Got my coffee right here. I see it. You a coffee drinker. Oh, man. Not typically. You know, it made my stomach hurt. But, you know, sometimes you just got to, when you waking up at 3 in the morning. It's a mechanism for you to... uh, Relax yourself after a hard day's work. Exactly. It's I like, got it. like an ice cold brewski. Uh-oh. Put that on ice. <laughs> Lenny Bree, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Man, you know, I'm uh, born in born in, in Huntsville, Texas, right Huntsville. outside of Huntsville. That's where the prisons are. <laughs> yeah, they used to tell us when I was a kid that if we were bad, that the, uh, the prisoners were going to come out and, and come get us in our sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> moved to Houston in fourth grade. Man, that was a change for me because, you know, I came from the country. So, like, mm-hmm. we didn't have a whole lot of, like, technical stuff. It wasn't skyscrapers. Right. It was just trees. Like, that was the tallest thing out there. So uh, I had a cousin who had lived in Houston, and he hit me up. He was like, yo, like, you're going to love Houston. Like, the buildings are made out of glass. And I'm thinking, like. Did he really tell you the buildings are made out of glass? <laughs> he told me <laughs> the buildings were made out of glass. I was like, man, you can see through the floor. Is, is that like the highlight of H-Town? Like, we got buildings made out of glass. What? <laughs> For real? I was tripping out. I was like, man, I was kind of nervous, though. Yeah. But, yeah, once I got here, you know, um, it was a big difference. Because, you know, in the city. Mm-hmm. As compared to the country, uh, the so- the society and the culture is a lot different. Totally like, different. Yeah, like uh, yeah. for instance, uh, clothes and shoes and like what you wear. You guys are behind. Yeah. In the country. Yeah, because I remember I grew up in Sunnyside, so I'm south side of Houston, South Acres to be exact. You know, so we 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 as you know, if you go to the East Coast, West Coast, they would say you country boys right. in Texas, period, because that's just where you are geographically. To right. them, it's they all they think about is cowboy hats, horses, and, and cowboy boots. <laughs> For real. But, you know, it was totally different. You know, we had our urban wear. We had the vehicles in my time with the elbows and bows, as they would call them back uh, in the yeah. days. So when we would go to the country, for me, Brenham, Texas, where my grandmothers were from, okay. uh, my grandmother and grandfather were from, we'd go to Brenham. It, was, it seemed like that the guys in the country were always a seasoned or two behind when it came to clothing. I'm telling you, man. I was rocking Old Navy and like mm-hmm. and like Tommy Hill figure. When I came to Houston, um, at, like at my age when I made it here, everything that was pop, it was like a Nietzsche and like right. uh, South Pole. All yeah. that stuff was hot. And then Jordans and everything. Man, I came up there. Yeah, you can- <laughs> oh, man. My first day of school. And I had long hair, too. My what? first day of school. I came with uh, four four little pigtails. Right. Oh yeah, you were out of place. <laughs> oh man, it's like a violation. What school? Uh, it was uh, what was it? Holbrook Elementary. Yeah, yeah, I know they gave you a oh. new one because if you would have come to either Woodson Rose or Worthing in my time, we'd have ate you up from the moment you walked in. Who is this new kid in the building? I'm telling you, man. Lenny Bree tough. is what they call him. Yeah. <laughs> they called me Lenny at the time. It's I wasn't Lenny. yet. He ain't had Lenny a Bree. I didn't yeah. have the Bree yet. Yeah. A.V. and Lenny Bree, the conversation podcast, and we just want you guys to understand that if it's a conversation, it's on the table. Always. We're going to bring it. And I know, like me, you know, I've been in ministry since I was a teenager and been in radio since 1997. So it's been a minute. Since I've been in broadcast and as well as doing television stuff. But for me, people would say, well, what's one word to describe A.V.? It's about being an encourager. And that's 100 percent true. Yeah, because I'm always encouraging. You see that because we have conversations almost every morning. Mm -hmm. No, 100 percent. When I especially when I first started working here, man, uh, you were one of the biggest people 
that encouraged me. Like I came in here uh, to to radio uh, as a in a promotions department, but I had big aspirations, and a lot of people didn't want to see those come true. But I can say mm-hmm. you were one of the people that helped me ignore the negativity and right. focus on the grind. And like you always, every morning, if I'm having some issues, man, I come talk to you, and that's I, you are 100 an encourager. Like you'll change a whole day <laughs> for me, for real, for real. Yeah, man, because you know I grew up and and difficult times. You know I grew up. It was five boys uh mom and dad got divorced when i was four years old and uh, my mom she was a maid you know that was her occupation at the time and so for us it was always a struggle you always had the negativity you know we had like most neighborhoods in houston drug infested uh you were either selling dope or smoking dope or carjacking i always tell people it was somewhere in there that you fit so you had to find your source of encouragement for me at the age of 13, one of my neighbors who started pastoring uh, asked me to come to church, and he eventually became my mentor. Right. Not only my pastor, he helped to save me from making a lot of bad decisions in life. Not saying that I did make a bad decision, <laughs> but he saved me from getting caught up in my environment. You know, so it was a it was a blessing to me, and I saw how he encouraged me. That I said, you know what, man, that's a character trait that I want to have that I want to be able to see people with goals and visions and encourage them to reach their goal because it goes a long way right 100% and I think you know especially whenever you are living with like when you grow up without a father right uh, you look to other men for like you know to uh, understand how life works and Mm -hmm. you look for you know you you kind of follow them so the people who are around you are definitely going to reflect who you become right you know and if you surround yourself like you know like you did Mm -hmm. then that'll encourage you to be a positive person but if you were hanging out with you know some like gang members some thugs oh yeah that'll take you down the wrong path yeah but it was tempting because you know especially as a a, a teenager or as a young person who's you know that's easily in impressed by right. certain things that you don't have in your household those things can become tools of influences to get you to go in the wrong direction not saying that in the balance of life I'm better than this person or they're less than me it's just choices 100% because yeah. you know we understand that's what life comes down to at the end of the day it's about choices and for me at the age of 13 it's funny like I knew at 13 that I wanted to be in radio broadcasting was my thing I knew that right but the way that my mentor uh John Murdoch at the time presented God to me it was like all right well if you follow God's plan for your life then this desire that you have is probably given by God to you so if you put him first you can obtain this goal you'll get there and I got there Lenny I, I tell people all the time man I got in radio I didn't get in radio because I went through the college system I went in radio because God told me one day pick up the phone call the radio station <laughs> and ask them what you need to do to get in no 100% same here you yeah. know I, I went through you know I went to uh, U of H for a couple of years mm-hmm. and I started kind of realizing that you know the the path that a lot of people are on they're not necessarily they're, they're, they're searching for something that they've been told to do right you know and they're not necessarily doing something that they feel is right Mm -hmm. so they're just following these classes they're going through this whole this whole system and in hopes that when they get out they'll have somewhere to go and they'll have a job that they love Mm -hmm. but at the same time you didn't question yourself and ask you do you really want to do this right and uh i mean for me radio just kind of happened through destiny and you know it was also a part of god's plan for me yeah and uh and I, I really do see that now, you know, mm. before I really didn't see it as much. But, mm-hmm. you know, now every night I pray, you know, for God to give me the energy and the strength that I need to be successful in his honor, you know. 
But, you know, um, getting back to my my main point, you know, a lot of people, they don't really search for what's within them. Right. They just do what society is like. Well, you need to do yeah. this so you can mm-hmm. be successful. And a lot of a lot of times it doesn't turn out like they think it would. Because you'll find and I was reading a quote this morning and I put it out on my Instagram as well, says you'll discover purpose when you discover purpose, you'll find motivation. True. And the, the thing is, what was the intent for your life? When you discover what the God-given intent or, you know, however you believe, whatever the intent for your life is, you'll find the motivation. When I found out that this was a part of my life, communication, uh, working in this particular field or even in ministry, when I got attached to that, that was like my hair was on fire. <laughs> and I was just just like you. We we hear sun up, sun down. We're motivated. We're passionate about it. Because what happens when you discover purpose, it drives the passion in you. It, it it ignites the motivation in you. So you, you'll use it as a tool to be able not only to reach other people, but to have a fulfilled life as well. And so many people today, man, they're just unfulfilled. Right. No, you, I feel like you have to let something direct you in life. Yeah. Whether it's God, you know, and, and I lean on God it for direction most of my life so like you know sometimes i find myself you know um before radio i mm-hmm. would like i would like be like what do i do like right. what path do i take and sometimes you just got to sit back and let god take uh, take care of everything and put you on the right path and i mean like being in radio was a total accident i was working in <laughs> catering ended up uh, talking to the promotions director and he just said you know what i like your personality like why yeah. don't you apply and, and you know i was just like yeah. Why not? You yeah. know, and ended up being something I was passionate about, something I love doing and helped me discover a whole nother side of myself that yeah. I would have never even known about. And it's a duplication because, as you say, program director, I met him when he first got here. He sat with us. <laughs> he sat with us when we were doing the uh, the time I was doing the Yolanda Adams show. He sat in a couple of times with us. I spoke into his life about certain things because I saw in him what I see in you. Right. That same drive. So what happens in life is when you discover your purpose, you'll start duplicating that yes. drive and that passion you and that purpose in you, you spread it around because you're able to recognize it in other people. But a lot of times people ignore, you know, I, I've, I've been a youth pastor for years. I, I pastored, youth, uh, done youth ministry in several different mega churches here in the city of Houston. Not mega or small has any difference. But I was able to see so many kids today that I've invested in, spoken to. Uh, their lives go on to bigger and better things. And I think about it, it's duplicated from Pastor Murdoch. It just come back That's around crazy. full circle. It's all a cycle. It's all a cycle. You see it. And I tell people a lot of times, one of the things you don't want to do in life is stop ignoring those desires, those that, that desire and passion in you that you have a, a burning desire that if if you didn't get paid for it, you still do it. Right. Right. And that's and and you know nowadays that's what it comes down to a lot of time people want the money yeah it's all about yeah. the money but if you like you know that people say this all the time but it's true if you're not doing something you love or what what's the what's the saying if you if you're doing something you love it's never work a right. day in your life it's you'll never, never work yeah. a day in your yeah because you enjoy it so right you know I mean you have to don't don't get it wrong we're not saying that you know you you're not gonna have some challenges you're not gonna run into some difficulties you're not you're not gonna have some days where you'd be like man I'm tired of this no <laughs> but it's just that drive even if you have those moments of frustration you're gonna bounce back and be like well I still love it man I'm mad but I'm going back I'm gonna get it done <laughs> every time yeah every time. yeah so what would what was something you would say to a younger you if you could again? Some man, yeah, you know. What, what would you say to to encourage you to say, all right, you know, let's 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 do this better, let's do this differently, so we can get down this path. Honestly, I would tell myself to 
relax, to not worry so much. Mm-hmm. You know, back when I was a, when I when I was younger in high school, you know, they were always pressuring you to decide what you were gonna right, do. Right, like, like I knew. Yeah. Right, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what I like right now. These classes <laughs> I don't like. I know that's for sure. I'm signing myself up for another four years of it, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't even know what I'm gonna go into. So I ended up, I ended up being a biomedical engineer major. Wow. And turns out. I go, I go to my first biology class, and I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, and, and, and so I think one thing I would tell myself is to ignore what society is telling you and follow what you feel inside 100% mm-hmm. because, you know, society will get you all mixed up with everybody else. But what you don't realize is every single person is a totally different being. You know, they were created in a totally different way. Right. So, so you really got to search within yourself and find yourself to decide what you really like. What do you like doing? What mm-hmm. do you enjoy doing? And mm-hmm. if, if sometimes that doesn't mean you have to go to a four-year university. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Sometimes, to each his own, yeah. Exactly, to yeah. each his own. Yeah, and we, we encourage, you know, we encourage education. We encourage you to read because you should, right. should read every day. You know, you should you should advance your knowledge about that particular subject or, or whatever that particular desire and goal that you have because most people, you know, once they get into their particular fields, they stop sharpening themselves. Yes. They stop trying to better themselves, and that's one of the things that will get you caught in time. You won't right. be able to advance or to mature or to adjust because you're saying, well, I'm good enough. I'm going to keep it like this, and I'm not going to change. Exactly. And that's that's what we call getting stuck in tradition. Right, you right. Know, that, that willingness not to change because you got to be able to change. Me meeting you has helped me to advance in another area in my life. It helps to keep me current with what's happening today among our youth True. and young adults. True. Yeah. And if I say, well, you know, Lenny and I, we're going to do it this way. We're going to do it like I did it in 1997. <laughs> I'm out of time. Right. You can't get stuck in your ways. Yeah. And it happens to a lot of us. We lose that adjustment period because we don't want to allow iron to sharpen iron. We don't want to look at the gifts and qualities. When I was growing up, they used to always have this saying, where they're young, they can't tell me anything. Right. Well, why not? Yeah. The world is constantly changing. And some people, you know, sometimes people get stuck on things and you'll see it. And and if you get stuck in your old ways, then you're going to stay at that time. Right. But like to be successful, you really got to be ready for the future and you have to be openly accepting of it. Yeah. And one thing I would say, I would always tell myself, man, enjoy the journey. Yeah. You know, enjoy the journey because we, we, we rush so much. And I understand the society that we're in now and the time that we're in now, we rush you know, everybody's trying to get everything right now, but we miss the process. Mm-hmm. It's like let's enjoy the journey, man. Let's 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 grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding of it. But let's enjoy the journey because we we try to move so fast that we miss the moments with each other. Truth. That reminds me of the the time uh, when I had just got well, so I had just got promoted to the producer of the morning show, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be on air so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be mm-hmm. on air, right? And I came into I came in there one morning, and I was just tripping out. I was like, man, I just I feel like I'm stuck now. I feel like I'm stuck in this position pressing buttons. And you told me you were like, you know, even even Jesus had to sleep. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you just yeah. got to sit back and relax and learn from the situation right. that you've been placed in. And, and it's a, sometimes, yeah. like you said, it's a yeah. growing season. It's a growing season because we miss it because and, 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 and it's not a it's not a bad thing. Un- understand what I'm about to say. It's not a bad thing because what happens is when you get locked into your purpose, you kind of see the end result. What right. I mean by that, you see yourself being on air. Right. Let's just use that as a tool. You see yourself on air, but you're not on. 
but you see yourself on there. <laughs> so what happens is the frustration sets between where you are now and what you see. 100%. But the problem is God will show you the end result, but he doesn't show you the process. Yes. You, you got to find the process. Yeah. You got to go learn this. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes we try to rush it and it's like, no. And that's so true. I mean, after being on the show and sitting there, yeah, I was in there pressing buttons, but yeah. I learned so much from them. And yeah. then like three weeks, three weeks, like three weeks later, I was on there. But just think if you were out of position. Right. Now, if I would have started tripping out yeah. and lost my cool and, and started up like, I don't want to be the producer, then yeah. I would have been stuck back where I was you in the stuck. beginning. Yeah, right. because that was a tool. When I started, I, I, when I started in radio, like I said, mine, mine started with a phone call. Right. Ed Grice was the guy's name at the time. He was on air. And I was sitting, I was working for the city of Houston in the park and recreation department. And I heard God's voice say, call the guy on the air and ask him what you need to do to get on air. That's what I did. I picked up the phone. I'm dialing and I'm looking at myself while I'm dialing. I'm like, this is looking in the mirror. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm really just, the phone is ringing. And I'm right. thinking like, this is going to be like real stupid. I, Ed picks the phone up. It says radio station name, the original, the uh, 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 legendary KYLK radio station in Houston. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, man. My name is Anthony Valerie at the time. I said, I want to, I always had a desire to be on air. He says, well, man, send me your air check tape. Lenny, I, I don't have an air check tape this time. Because <laughs> remember, I've stopped in school, so I've stopped now. Right. So, I, so I don't have, this is why we said education is important. I don't have an air check tape. I said, well, I have tapes of me ministering. He was like, send it in. We just need to hear your voice. Right. Send a tape in. He calls me back. He says, all right, I like the way you sound. We don't have anything. But if you would like to come in and volunteer, you can. So you know what I did? I, I know still you came had, in and volunteered. I still had my city job. Uh, I learned from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Right. I was at the station every day right. learning. That was that was an education tool for me. True. I was learning how to work on the equipment, learning radio, learning how to do breaks, and that helped to prepare me. But just think if I would have said, man, I don't want to volunteer. Nah, for real. It's like you were standing at the door. And then it was closed, yeah. but you could look through the window and yeah. see everything. Yeah. Now, some people would be like, oh, I, I, the door is not open. I'm going to walk away. But right. you waited at the door until it opened <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. And, and that's it, what you got to do sometimes. Sometimes you got to yeah. wait. Just because the door is closed doesn't mean it's not going to open yeah. up. And like you said, it wasn't even a few months later. And you was on. I was on there. I'm telling you. Yeah. Sometimes it happens sooner than you think. Like right. you predict it to be a long process. Mm-hmm. But it's going to happen sooner than you think if you just let go. And just let God, for real. We call it the conversation, Lenny Bree AV. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more. Y'all see, it's going to be hot. Because mm. we got, we talk about everything. It's However up. we led, we turn it up. <laughs> the conversation, Lenny Bree and AV.